Hi, you guys. Welcome to the Home with Havila podcast. I'm your host, Havila Kennington. I'm so excited about today. This whole month has been pretty incredible. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I don't know about you, but feminine friendships, they're complicated. And it's something that we're not kids anymore. We're trying to figure out how to have friends with a husband, with kids, with all the other things happening, even being a working mom. And it's it's just complicated sometimes. So I was hoping that this month would uncomplicate it for you. And you would just get a sense that you can do this. That community is really where life happens, your best life happens. And so we've kind of hit every part of this month. So Andy Andrews talked about the mother wound, the feminine wound and how to walk through that. Ginny Allen was all about finding your people and how to find your community and your tribe. Um, we also had a podcast just of my girlfriends and I and our core group from one of our events where we had a conversation about doing life together. And when I thought about feminine friendships, literally I had one person in mind and that was my friend Jen Johnson. And I wanted her to talk because the world knows her as worship leader you know, wife, mom, all the things, but I know her as hostess, like incredible, come in my home, sit on my couch, have something to drink and just be. And so I wanted you guys to hear from Jen. And if you are not aware, she came out with the most phenomenal coffee table slash cookbook slash lifestyle book called Lovely. I'll let her talk about that as well. Um, but if you don't have it, you need to go get it. It's on Amazon. It's beautiful. You're going to want to flip through it literally all year long. <laughs> Make the recipes. It's gorgeous. Uh, you're going to want to be adopted by Jen if she's adopting. Again, I don't know that. But ultimately, uh, if you're in Jen's life, you are going to come to her house. And I love that. So Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We've known each other for a long time. We have. I, I say like 20 years. At least because in the school, it had to have been like 99. So yeah, yeah at least. I mean, we're I'm going thinking, like, I 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. 23 years. Yeah. Probably. We have known, we've only gotten prettier. Yes. I mean, thank God <laughs> from glory to glory. Yes. <laughs> we have seen it all. We've gone through, I feel like our hairstyles tell the story, but yes. it's all been there. We had the Meg Ryan cuts. We've had Thankfully the there was less internet action back then to <laughs> capture those moments, but it's they're so out true. there. There's sometimes somebody will post me on Facebook, a picture of me. Dear God. And I'm like, don't, don't post that. I hate you. you More importantly, you hate me. <laughs> I'm like, thank God I'm married because that if that went out there there would never be a but it's been fun because we have had we've had zero drama in our friendship yeah. and we both have such a mutual adoration for each other and each other's families and what we do and I think what's been really special about you and I is we're so for each other and yeah. we're also so confident that's a huge power of our friendship. Like we really believe in each other in the power of our own gift and other people. And I think that that's a, that's uncommon. I guess it is because we are pretty strong in our own world. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think we both have had probably conflict with others in our strength, but you and I have never had that, but you, I mean, I, I could get emotional because I think you've always championed me. Like mm. I have sat at your kitchen table and cried and been like, mm. I need this. What do I do? And you and I, you and I have had tears about things that you've had going on in your life. Yep. And I think there's a really powerful thing that you hold that I think is a gin thing, not just a, <laughs> a Bethel thing. And that is you are fierce about 
supporting people and being mm. like, you can do this. Yeah. And did you grow up like that? Was that something that you always had in you? Cause you're pretty like, let's do this. And yeah. you know, we always <laughs> equate Brian's success to you. <laughs> it's, a, it's been, it's been a team effort for sure. We both had days that we wanted to quit where, you know, God really does give you the right people that you need. But I think, I think growing up with um, just the power of community, I think that it comes from the love for me comes from how I was raised. You know, I was raised in a small church where it was very community based. We had Bible study in our house. We were at church Sunday morning, Sunday night. We threw baby showers. We just loved people and, and lived in that mindset. We didn't have this big global reach. It was just who we were naturally. And so I think being raised, my mom was a nurse. My dad was a logger. They both served in church. My mom played piano. My dad sang solos was on the board um, and they just loved people, you know, and there, there were always people in our house. Um, Mark Brooks, who's now the pastor of our school of ministry, you know, was one of our youth pastors and just watching our church kind of bring people in and love them and grow them, you know, with discipleship and intentionality. And so I just think that is what I was raised in. And I took that and have just stewarded it with where God's taken us around the world, you know, just steward it to like really just love people. And I think that's ultimately where it comes from is I have this deep desire to help people in any way possible. But I think for me, like hospitality, uh, throwing parties, which we both love a good party is like just great. And I love it. But I think the model of Jesus inviting people into the home, like that was something that he models like, Hey, I'm going to come over for dinner. Hey, let's eat here or banqueting tables or feasts. Or so I think that it's eating together is actually super powerful of having people in a home to gather, to eat together it's supernatural. And you've done it, whether you had a global, you were doing it way beyond before that. You have always loved to have people in your home. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, there is something really spiritual about breaking bread. And so I'm, yeah. I'm with you. So I'm curious, how did you navigate that with littles? Like I've known you with some littles. I think our eldest, when I moved here, we our eldest... I mean, our middle, my middle now, your now middle. <laughs> was I have a lot of kids. Like five or six, but maybe, well, three technically. But uh, how did you navigate that? Did you just kind of let people come into the chaos or? I think that's a huge part of it. You know, I write about it in the book. Like it's not, you don't have to have this perfect home or even a huge home. Like you can get together and gather people in the park. You know, it doesn't even have to be about your house. And so, you know, we've, we do, we have five kids and we had our first baby. Um, we found out we were pregnant on our one year anniversary of being <laughs> married. So we've just had kids like forever. And yep. who knows if we're done? Probably dear God, I'm tired. I hope so. <laughs> but you never know with God. Um, and we've remodeled almost every house we've lived in, which is a lot of houses. And so we've lived in chaos and remodel, you know, you're taking on this huge product. So I'm your, I'm literally your biggest champion right now. I'm like, I got you. It's worth it. Look in my eyes. You're in my home right now. (laughs) We're recording this and now our neighbors, which is so exciting. So, but yeah, I think you have to get over yourself in a huge way because your life is not perfect. Nothing ever is perfect. And you just have to invite people in. And I think the, the power of community is inviting people in and being like, yeah, there's dirty underwear on the floor that I didn't get to. And, you know, like it's just real life. You're not inviting them into perfection, but I think it's simple. You just invite people like whatever group you feel, maybe it's a friend group or I have a singles mixer that I throw. I just saw a huge need of like, there's so many single people that are spirit filled and amazing that just need a place to be gathered. You know, gathered is a big word to me. So 
I think just looking for a need in people, you know, whether it's a retreat or some moms or just ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you're naturally drawn to and who need a place to be drawn in and collected. And, um, you know, I almost, when I wrote the book, I just, I I found this similar theme. I love to collect things and organize them and gather them. And so I think for me, it's a big overarching theme of drawing in, organizing, and then for the common good of, you know, community and intentionality, all the good things. You do gather people and you do pull it in. Now, when you're hosting and you guys don't know, because Jen doesn't post everything, you guys don't know all the things that she pulls off and there are lots of events. (laughs) Secret. We do lots of secret. secret. Yeah. But what's your favorite moment in that event? Like when when everyone's around and the music and the food and the drinks and the candles and what's, what's your favorite moment? I love beauty and and the power of beauty. And so whether it's a flower arrangement or, you know, King Solomon's, just the splendor and beauty, it's not about wealth or like showing off. It's literally there's power and beauty. There's power in art and in food. And so um, I think that there's something kingdom in that. There's something heaven-like. Heaven's going to be stunning and it's also going to have amazing food. <laughs> I, I want to make a shirt that says Jesus is a foodie because he is. <laughs> and so, you know, when we do these um, gatherings or retreats or, you know, special uh, events, um, the power for me really comes back to one thing. And that's, I love all the other stuff, but it's cross-pollination. I love the global church and what God's doing in every movement that bears his name and gathering people that have diversity for the common goal of unity in the spirit and strengthening. It's just iron sharpens iron. So my favorite thing is to have these gatherings and to look around, whether it's a worship gathering or a women's gathering or a singles mix or whatever, to look around the room and watch iron sharpen iron happening all over the room. And and people getting something like, oh my gosh, you have a huge strength in this. This is Jesus in you and receiving that. And the person giving their strength of Jesus and just this like cross-pollination. It's yeah. it's so beautiful. And honestly, that's really clear. Like I can see because you are like, I when we first moved here, you'd be like, come over and hang out. And so I would come over and there was somebody sitting on your back porch that I didn't know, <laughs> but would end up like, that's how I met Amanda Cook. And yeah. how I, I mean, I can think of a list of people that I met that if I'm going to come to your home, I'm going to meet other people. And yeah. there is that, I think that's a really special thing because you're generous with your friends. Right. And I think that's different. Sometimes people can kind of be exclusive and like, these are my people and I don't want to introduce them to anybody because they're my people. Right. <laughs> uh, but one of the se- things that I don't know if you know this, but your secret was always a walk. Like, hey, come yeah. over and have a walk. <laughs> totally. But I've done research on that and there's a huge like psychological thing that happens. You can talk about things of the heart much clearer when you're walking or moving together. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I just think about that, like how strategic that was in the spirit. I hate to interrupt this podcast, but I had to tell you, did you know the Truth Academy is now open and you can join today? So what is the Truth Academy? The Truth Academy is an easy-to-navigate online space with everything you need to grow closer to Christ. It's unlimited access to Bible studies, sermons, life-changing courses, and live training every month with Havila. Plus, you'll be welcomed into a community for like-minded women who will love you and champion the call of God on your life. 
Our doors are officially open and we've got a seat for you. In a demanding world where life can feel insignificant, the Truth Academy exists to uncomplicate biblical truth and activate you as a spirit-led woman. So if you're ready to put your past in the past, walk in your God-given authority, and pursue your calling, then come join us inside the Truth Academy. And today, just for you, you could use the code HP20 for 20% off. So come join us. Go to thetruthacademy.com. And again, the code is HP20 for 20% off. We'll see you there. It's right. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it It's funny because, you know, you don't try to do something. You just kind of do it and then you get like this reputation, I guess, for it. But, <laughs> you know, my friend, she was saying the other week, she just said, can I fly up and can we just walk and talk? And that's just a phrase that people use walk with me, like talk. walk and talk or, yeah. um, you know, the trails, talks and trails is what Jason calls it. Or <laughs> Brian's best friend. But talks and trails would be a super cute something. Too. Like <laughs> know, that's a cute brand. Just throw our headsets on and record her. <laughs> if right. only they weren't so private. Well, but my goal is to one day be able to merge our properties so we can walk and talk. A hundred percent. People like, hey, we're doing the loop. <laughs> exactly. Come on over and join in. Right now we'll just do the L until yeah, we get there. Exactly. Okay. So um, what's something that you always have at a gathering or mm. you when you're doing hospitality? What's one of your like, I just have to do, like we always do this no matter what. Is it food? Yeah, there's, you're going to come to my house and you're going to drink something delicious and you're going to eat something delicious. And, um, I'm a very resourceful person. So I love like to be mindful of that, but you're going to, you're going to use paper products probably. I mean, you're really uh, at the same time, we hold massive events with, you know, people a lot and, and dinner parties as well. So if you come to a dinner party, you won't be eating on yeah. a paper plate, but, right. um, I do burn all the papers. That's good, but <laughs> at least it's kind of resourceful, but yeah, I think that that's a, that's going to be a huge one. Um, is just, yeah. you're going to have you're gonna eat a beautiful drink. space and, and you're going to eat gonna and talk. you're, we're going to talk. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk deep at some point, but sometimes I think people come and they just they just need to laugh and yeah. and so knowing what people are needing is a big thing you know we've had times where I've had a friend come and she was just going through hell mm. absolute hell and I knew she needed to talk but I knew she needed to laugh more like the Bible says laughter is a good medicine yeah. and so just being aware of people's needs and how you can serve them I really think literally it comes back to servanthood comes back to Jesus. It comes back to loving people and knowing what they need and to the best of your ability, just serving them. And so in these parties, like I, my, my team knows it best. I just have touch points. And so there'll be 200 people and I will just touch point and I flutter around like a butterfly and just have a little conversation here and there with touch points. And then usually before or after the gathering, whoever God's highlighted, I'll make sure that I get some quality time with them yeah. so that there's Yeah, you are definitely a matchmaker too. Like you love to match people I'm not talking yeah. romantically. Yes, it's just like but also. You need, exactly, <laughs> both. You need to meet this person. Yeah. And this person has something for you. It's really amazing. Like you said, you find the gold in them and you figure out what and who needs to be with who. And yes. it's strategic and it's prophetic and yeah. it's discernment. It's it's really powerful. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> it is fun. Knowing okay, people's superpowers. So everybody, I mean, this year you came out with this book called Lovely. Mm-hmm. And what you guys don't know is that Lovely has been Jen's favorite kind of 
phrase and term. Yeah. We even used, we tried to even name the- I tried hard, yeah. I know. We God tried. was saving it for me, I think. <laughs> so I do. So what, like, how did you know you wanted to write a book and like, what, what brought that on? I've wanted to write a book for a long time and always felt like I would probably write a few, but I just never felt like the green light from God. And so crazy enough, right before COVID, I, I heard God say, now's the time. And I was like, okay. And this is before the world shut down. So I had no idea how I was like, God, this is crazy. Like on top of everything and babies and yes. my daughter was getting married. And I was like, are you kidding me? But with the Lord always, I'm like, yes, sir, here we go. You know? And so I signed my book deal right before COVID shut the world down. And then when COVID shut the world down, I was like, okay, I see you, God. All right. There's going to be this, you know, window. And so my best friend, Heather, who's just one of the most incredible people on the planet, uh, is an insane photographer. And so she basically moved in with me and she (laughs) shot any, any of the photos that are good in the book are Heather's. Any of the other ones are from my iPhone probably, but, um, we wanted it to feel real, but also beautiful. And uh, so anyway, we just we shot this book, but the the heart of it really came from me to sitting down what I wanted to write in this book kind of as I processed through, it came to four categories. They all happen to start with H, um, un, unplanned, but health, hospitality, home, and your heart. Um, the heart chapter is all about inner healing and it's all about like knowing what's going on inside of you and being able to process through. And I think a lot of mental health, um, that's a huge, ma- massive topic right now. Obviously my husband wrote a book called, um, when God becomes real, it's all about his mental health and anxiety and nervous breakdown. And it's really powerful kind of keys that got him through that, but massively having a passion for that. Um, a huge part of it is, is letting people into the wisdom of knowing what's going on in your body, in your physical body, in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions, and actually dealing with it, you know, not keeping things inside or praying for cancer to go away, but eating McDonald's all the time. Like there's a lot of massive stuff that we talk about in the book. There's beautiful pictures, there's beautiful recipes, but we go deep fast and we talk about the power of hospitality. We talk about the power of um, community in the book and why you need people and why you need to be vulnerable with people and not live, you know, isolated and that, you know, let people know your whole world, good, bad, and ugly and vitamin get help, all the things. So, um, we, we tiled it all things lovely because there were so many things I was passionate about. And I was like, well, I'm just going to put them all in this book right now. We're going to call it all things lovely versus just lovely. And, um, and I'm really happy with it, but it definitely feels like, um, and even how they had me write the book with those four different things. I think I'll expand on them and probably do, um, more, but yeah, heart, health, hospitality and your home, you know, the power of your, your, your place. I love the heart part. I don't, I mean, I, I have, that is just, it's phenomenal. Cause it's true. Like you can have it all pretty, but if you're not getting your heart, it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. just outward. Um, I, I just, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, like what's your favorite, this is, we could go deep, but I'm really keeping it pretty shallow. I'm not on purpose <laughs> just cause I'm curious. What's part your two. favorite, exactly. What's your favorite recipe in the whole book? I probably would say <laughs> the kale chips because, um, which I have had probably like years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're addictive. They're so good because the trick is to not bake them, which a lot of people make the mistake to bake them. And then they're just kind of gross. I don't know why, but for some reason, the dehydrator is the magic and you can get them really cheap at Walmart. So, yes, you can. um, Facebook they're so, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they're so good and they have like, yeah, they're a hundred percent healthy and they're, they are so good. And I was like, Jen, I'm not going to eat kale. They're usually nasty. You're like, they're really, really good. But you always kind of know how, like, 
what you like. You have impeccable taste and it comes all the way from design to food to life. You just enjoy. And I, I would say too, something you hit on is beautiful things allow people to relax. It, yes. it makes them feel like they are treasured. When yes. you're around a beautiful environment that's been prepared for you. Yes. You know, Walt Disney, I mean, right. you study his life and he said, I, if I keep it clean, people will keep it clean. Yeah. And that's why he's always cleaning Disney because he knew the psychology of if you create an atmosphere, people will adopt and adapt to that atmosphere. Can you just teach that to my children yeah. though? <laughs> no, because I don't have that at all. I'm, I told Ben, I'm like, so when does the work ethic come with my oh, family? Like, oh. I don't, yeah. They, I said, who do you think is coming to pick that up? Yeah. Who do you think is coming? That's to- one thing I'm really thankful for in my parents because I was raised, um, and you know, you don't know any different until you're an adult and you're like, wow, thank you. I've literally think my parents so much, but I was raised with a healthy responsibility. I write about it in the book and I think it is something that you have to teach children really young. And it's like two and three, like, okay, before we get out the next toy, we're going to, I literally talk about it. We're going to clean up this one. And it starts in teeny little doses when they're little, but you know, even, you know, if you have all the help in the world, like we, we, it takes a village to do what we do. And so we, we do not do it ourselves. We have a lot of help, um, that we've just increased as the years have gone by. Um, but it's having your kids be responsible. I heard a really, this is an amazing parenting thing. My friend, Coe Greeley, um, we were talking about, um, uh, self, what's it called when you're, uh, like self-care or no confidence, um, oh. self-esteem. That's it. Self-esteem. And, she, and Koei is like the scientific genius. Her brain is twice the size of any humans I know. And she said children and humans in general lack self-esteem a lot, but where you can research the word is you're actually not doing anything esteemable because self-esteem comes from doing things that are esteemable. And so in children, when they have chores or something they're responsible for, yes, work gets done, but that's only half the battle. It's actually creating self-esteem in them and they're proud and confident, which trains them to, you know, pick up yes. their underwear when they get older. So, um, I thought that was powerful though. I like love that. you need self-esteem. What are you doing? That's esteemable. That's an amazing thought for, you know, yeah. all humanity, not just parenting. Well, and they said, that's the issue with everybody getting an award like right. or someone or even preaching. You need to be confident. You, you're powerful. If you don't take risks and actually do something, right. then you, you can sit around a coffee shop and read books about being powerful because exactly. you have to try. <laughs> exactly. You have to do something. And exactly. I, people understand that, that thing of like, even if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I want to be really good at having people over hospitality or cooking. You're going to have to just try and fail. Yeah. You're going to have to fail a thousand. (laughs) Have you seen that movie? It's an old cartoon. It's called meet the Robertsons. No Robinsons meet the Robinsons. And it's so cute. And they're a family of inventors and this kid is coming into their world like for the first time. And they create this machine that like squirts peanut butter and jelly and makes this huge mess. And the whole family, he thinks he's going to get like, busted and the whole family stands up and cheers and they cheer you failed and the whole I mean it's a powerful movie and the, he's like oh my gosh they're literally encouraging your failure and the, and the whole point is that if you don't try you'll you know won't succeed but you will fail and so celebrating failure versus with the risk it's stunning I can't believe I haven't seen it your I boys would love it and it makes me emotional thinking about that it's like, it's I a good movie God looks at us and is yelling you failed you better believe way, it right you better like, believe it obviously not morally or all the things right? but yeah yeah <laughs> that's right. when we try <laughs> well that and that's what it comes back to right like he the, that's the father in his truest form is like wanting your good and and just so desperate for you to hear his voice and do your best to follow it whatever it 
it looks like. I mean, that's, that's the story of my life. You know, I know it's the story of yours too, like to the best of our abilities, since I was a little girl, um, not out of a negative, like I want to please my dad or he's going to be mad. I've never had that. I was raised with such a beautiful dad and a representation of a father, but I just want to please God more than I want to please man. I just want to fear God, not in a negative uh, sense, but I think that's where it comes from. It's like, I never want to do anything that would break your heart, but more importantly, I I want to do what, what would bless your heart. And and I know that's going to be the best for my life anyway. Right. So yeah. you got to watch that movie though. Gosh, Meet well the Robertson. Said. Well said. And you can hear it guys, even as Jen's talking, I know you can hear just that core value of I'm going to please God I, and what he cares about. I care about. Yep. And it's so powerful. Okay. Two, two things. And then we're done. First thing is, what do you want the world to know about you that you people that you think maybe people don't know about you? Like what's something that you would go, if I could just have a cup of coffee and tell people this about me, cause I, they've got preconceptions of this is how you do life and all the things, but like, what's something that you're like, I wish people knew this about me that maybe we could like clean up. No, I'm kidding. There's yeah. mess, I'm just, I'm <laughs> oh no, there, there is. Like, we'll take calls after yeah, I, exactly. I have enough. That's part of my full-time life. Um, I think that the secret sauce for me is the Holy spirit. And it's the power of the Trinity. And I really think that, um, you know, looking back at our life and my day to day and just even getting through all the tough stuff, like, you know, we've had an amazing dream life, but we've gone through hell, yeah. you know, and it's been really difficult. I mean, we're talking like yesterday, you know, so it's yeah. not like it's like in the past or these moments, like, you know, you see people who have amazing things that they've happened in their life or gone through in their life or overcome, you know, but, but it's the, the hallway, it's the week to week stuff of how do you stay encouraged? How do you stay on fire for God? You know? Yeah. And I think for me, it comes back to the word of God. If I don't read my Bible, I get real weird, real fast. <laughs> I mean, like fast, like an hour, like, <laughs> and not just reading it on Instagram or like hearing yeah. someone preach about it, but being in the word myself and being spirit led. Like I open my Bible for my devotions. I'm like, God, where are we reading today? And I'll wait to hear the still small voice. And I think that's it. Like the secret sauce for me is the still small voice of God and just obeying it to the best of my, my ability. And if I miss it, I miss it. And it's like, we'll try again next time. But I think that's it. It's the power of the Father, yeah. the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the love of people. Yeah. So, and I think everything else for me is, um, you know, when we're talking about kingdom come, like that's the one liner of, of Bethel Music. You know, I'm the, the CEO of Bethel Music um, as of the past couple months. And it's a whole new world for me. I feel excited and passionate and fired up, but also beautifully and over my head as my song says. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, but I think that our, our one line for Bethel Music is our tag is kingdom come. It's heaven come and, and there's beauty in heaven and there's community in he heaven. And so what is the atmosphere in the day to day like in heaven? That's what I want it to be here on earth. And I just think following the Trinity and following the word of God and the spirit of God is just what gets us you know, through each day. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. People will never know the chapters we don't talk about, but 100%. there are pages that we would love to burn, rip up, throw away because it's just very difficult. Yeah. I think people have this perception when you see certain things, you assume there's uh, nothing else is happening. And oftentimes nobody, we don't want to share the negative bad things. So we tend to not share it because of privacy or protection of somebody. And then we tend to like not 
always have the whole story. And I think that, you know, one thing I think being with you is, and I, what I love is just your, like you're human, you do your best, but you're super resilient. Like I've seen you get knocked down and the next day you might have tears in your eyes, but you're like, we're going to get up and do this. And that is to me as your friend, that's your secret sauce to me is your resilience. The part of you that goes, I I didn't do it perfectly. We really failed on this. Sorry. Yeah. Or (laughs) we really succeeded, but I'm not going to even make that my identity. Like I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. Huge. That is funny enough. Keep moving forward is the tagline song for that movie. I was just telling you about. Is it really? Yeah. For Meet the Robertsons. They have literally have it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I think lastly, the, the power for me is the church. You know, the church is not something that we attend or go to to check a box. Um, or even, for ourselves, like yeah we get things from the church but being the church and actually like actually valuing the assembling of believers together since i was a little girl i have had the value of church and um i think it's huge to show up to church and be the church not just like what can i get from this or what can i complain about like <laughs> but how can i help and how can i serve and if, if people showed up to church with that mentality how can i help how can i serve and then also with the mentality of like that are obviously there for the Lord and worship and all the things. But um, there is so much power in the assembly yeah. and gathering. And it's not just like this thing that we do because we do it. Like it's powerful. It's a God idea. And the love of the church and building the church. Um, that's my other secret sauce. Yes. Yeah. Is, is that. And that's very true. And that aligns with what I've seen. I've seen you on the front row for years. Yep. And it didn't mean you were leading worship or doing anything on the platform. But you were there with your family. Yep. We're going to do this. Same yeah, with you. Same with you. both have. Yeah. And I think that people discount that that isn't a powerful thing. Yeah. When you're in it for we and not me. Yeah. Huge. Carrie Job said, we were talking about our friends. It was actually after a gathering, we were overlooking kind of all of our friends and how they were doing. And it was very clear. Some people were doing okay. Some people were doing good, but some of them were standing head and shoulders above the others. It wasn't that they were married. Wasn't that they had kids. Wasn't they were blah, blah. There was one common theme. We drove to Napa and talked about almost the entire three hour drive. <laughs> one common theme in our friends who were standing head and shoulders above the others thriving. And it was that they were all planted in local churches. They were serving something bigger and they were wow. under leadership. All of them, those who are planted in the house of the Lord flourish. Yeah. And we sat in the car, just flabbergasted, honestly, because it was so striking as we went through all the names of the global worship community yes. and musicians, how obvious it was. Um, so, you know, it's a God idea that we're wow. tucked in and not rogue and that we're led and, you know, all the good things. So pretty That's powerful. So powerful, especially in the culture that we're in right now with COVID kind of getting everybody out of the habit of going, but yeah. looking at it as like, there's that's a power place of power. Yeah. So Jen, I want to ask you, where do people find your book? It's on Amazon. They can get it there's anywhere else you want me to see. Yeah, them? we have um uh lovelybyjenjohnson.com. Yeah. We have that. And so it's got the book and I have a lovely sweatsuit and yes. a little necklace. Um but yeah, Bethel music for everything else, you know, musical and yeah. fabulous. And <laughs> the Helsers all there. The Helsers <laughs> new album is out if you haven't heard it. It comes out in three volumes. And Brilliant. I just walked my trail that just chills and just crying like if you need like an injection not of the vaccine but of COVID uh, (laughs) of power over it um, the Helser's new album is amazing if you need an injection of hope and power in your veins Um, it is just really beautiful and um, it's called The Land I'm Living In and it's gorgeous and I love them like I always think about her pain that she deals with and her songs that come out of that pain that chronic pain that she has is just 
brilliant. Yeah. I've been on tour with them with you guys and oh, I just love them so much. Jen, thank you best. for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, and you guys also look for her book, but also you can find that there'll be more coming out about that stuff. Um, but I just want to thank you for being my friend, I for love loving you. me well, I love for you, believing love you. in me sure and do. for creating lovely places that I get to enjoy and somebody cooks for me and cleans up <laughs> after me. And now, and now so the party's going to be at your house. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just Give compound. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to give you about you. five years. I love you. I love you. And uh, you guys, thanks for listening today. If you want more, check the show notes. We'll throw all the book stuff, all the details. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more from Jen in the future because her and we live by each other, but we also do life together. So, all right, you guys, that's it for today. Make sure and check out the rest of the friendship series and have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.